Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to TLS Voices, an occasional series of readings brought to you by The Times Literary Supplement. I'm Michael Keynes. Our subject today is Ivor Gurney, the poet and composer and another Gloucestershire lad to follow our earlier episode about Laurie Lee. Whereas Lee was born 100 years ago as the First World War broke out, Gurney had the misfortune to be part of the older generation who marched off to fight. He volunteered in 1914, but was refused on account of his poor eyesight. The following year, he was accepted as a private with the Regiment of the Gloucesters. At the time, he was still enrolled as a student at the Royal College of Music as a composition scholar, but the war turned him towards poetry. His first book, Seven and Somme, appeared in 1917, and among the favourable notices was one in the TLS welcoming this soldier's visions of home and his distinctive intertwining of Gloucestershire memories with his love of music and his impressions of war. In fact, not long before the publication of Seven and Somme, Gurney had been gassed during the Battle of Passchendaele in 1917. He was invalided out of the army shortly before the armistice of November 11, 1918 and a second collection called War's Embers appeared the year after that. In 1922, when he offered his publisher a third book, they dropped him. That autumn he was committed to an asylum, and he would remain incarcerated for the last 15 years of his life. Gurney had already suffered some kind of mental instability before joining up. It is perhaps unsurprising that in common with many of those who saw action on the Western Front, he found it impossible to adjust to life as a civilian. He returned briefly to the Royal College of Music in London. He worked as a cinema pianist in Cornwall. He became a tax officer in Gloucester. The restlessness that consumed him is evident in these temporary stints in diverse locations. Yet, as Tim Kendall details in an introduction to six previously unpublished Gurney poems in this week's TLS, it was during the early 1920s and with a special intensity during Gurney's early years in a mental hospital, that he wrote both poetry and music most prolifically. He could produce a book-length manuscript in a couple of days, and unconventional, unpolished, though much of this work was, its creative vitality is obvious, as well as the distinctive voice and vision that set Gurney apart from his fellow poets of the war. 
It is also curious to note that he wrote a single review for the TLS early in 1922 of six plays with Cotswold settings by Florence Henrietta Darwin. With an expert ear, Gurney comments on the dialogue and praises the author for creating an atmosphere of truly Gloucestershire mellowness, mist and farmhouse life. And he ends on a bucolic but telling note. The speech of Cotswold is still as Shakespeare knew it. The life as clean and beautiful as the taste of apples or the sight of them up there in the loft, as Mr Macefield has said. Admirers of Gurney's music, such as his former teacher, Ray Form Williams, and Gerald Finzi, who started collecting his manuscripts after his death, have long kept his memory alive. That vast archive of unpublished verse should also see the light of day in the complete literary works of which Tim Kendall is a co-editor, forthcoming from Oxford University Press. For now, here are two of the six, as it were, new poems, and some of Gurney's earlier work. The first, The Women Working, dates from March 1925, and exemplifies that distinctive intertwining of the experience of war with Gloucestershire memories, in this case in the form of the great east window of Gloucester Cathedral. The second, The Vow of Life, in Kendall's words, expresses unmitigated despair at fate's cruelty. The Women Working It was near Vaux. We were practising bomb-throwing. Two hundred yards off, women tilled the fields. The explosion, the occasional whine and flying shards would have frightened others, but these still toiled, dark women with proud features of old coining. Such was the France that at Marne had made vain the concealed, tremendous evil that Europe had for its aim. The dead men there, here, women of metal the same, and the more clumsy English in their daily doing of futile worrying things saluted the old honour unspoiled of France, remembered the crests and sun-gloried shields on the east window of Gloucester, which the returning knights of Crecy gave for gratitude of victory when barons and knights were beaten on Somme's chivalrous walls. These women hoed straight on. The hot afternoon drawled, moment after moment of routine, with a summer drowsing, to verse only, the time some good after many years shows its yields, and the poet would tell their faces, their proud bearing, coarse dressing. The vow of life. Others you promised common things, or not promised, I do not know. But to my birth and soul's longings, my direct right, what have you, life, by hell's worship given of wrongings? All my virtue freely given, all my austerity towards heaven, all my deep adoration of earth true, smutted and mocked, made less even than plough dirt under the iron's scornings. The Signaller's Vision One rainy winter dusk, mending a parted cable, sudden I saw so clear home and the tea table. 
So clear it was, so sweet. I did not start, but drew the breath of deep content some minutes ere I knew my mother's face that soother than autumn half-lights kind. My softly smiling sisters, who keep me still in mind, were but a dream, a vision, that faded, and I knew the smell of trench, trench feeling, and turned to work anew. To his love, he's gone, and all our plans are useless indeed. We'll walk no more on Cotswold, where the sheep feed quietly and take no heed. His body that was so quick is not as you knew it on Severn River, under the blue, driving our small boat through. You would not know him now, but still he died nobly, so cover him over with violets of pride, purple from Severn side. Cover him, cover him soon, and with thick-set masses of memoried flowers, hide that red, wet thing. I must somehow forget. Bark and the Sentry Watching the dark, my spirit rose in flood on that most dearest prelude of my delight. The low-lying mist lifted its hood. The October stars showed nobly in clear night. When I return, and to real music-making, and play that prelude, how will it happen then? Shall I feel as I felt? A sentry, hardly waking, with a dull sense of no man's land again. Ypres, Minsterworth. Thick lie in Gloucester orchards now, apples the seven wind, with rough play tore from the tossing branches and left behind, leaves strewn on pastures, blown in hedges, and by the roadway lined. And I lie leagues on leagues afar, to think how that wind made great shoutings in the wide chimney, a noise of cannonade, of how the proud elms by the signpost the tempest's will obeyed, to think how in some German prison a boy lies with whom I might have taken joy full-hearted, hearing the great boom of autumn, watching the fire, talking of books in the half-gloom, O wind of Ypres and of Severn, Riot there also, and tell of comrades safe returned, home-keeping music and autumn smell. Comfort blow him and friendly greeting, hearten him, wish him well. You can read more about Ivor Gurney and the war poets in this week's TLS, which also features Daniel Carlin on Rudyard Kipling's Love of Language, Alan Brownjohn on train travel and reading etiquette, a review of Susanna Hecht's Feast of a Book on the scramble for the Amazon, and we look back to the golden age of piracy, real and imagined. To find out more about the TLS and to read a free selection of pieces from this week's issue, go to our website, the-tls.co.uk. You can read the TLS in full every week in print or via our app, which is available on iTunes and in the Amazon App Store. The TLS. Life in every word. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.